when we think about the word purity, oftentimes the only thing that we think about is sex. And while sexual purity is important, God also wants us to remember that he wants us to be pure in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. And in doing so, he will reward you. Welcome to Purity to Purpose, where we will talk about what it looks like to walk out purity in a world that rewards the exact opposite. So bring your hope, bring your faith, and bring your doubts as we talk about walking out purity to purpose. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Purity to Purpose. This is your girl Carmelita and I know it's been like two weeks. I missed y'all. It has been crazy busy in my life. When I say so much is going on right now, I am not exaggerating. I'm not going to go into all that right now. We can discuss that later. Today, I am going to address something um, that I talked about on my last episode. I talked to you about my faith acronym that God gave me. And some of the feedback that I received was asking for me to expand upon that. So that's what I'm going to do. But today, I am only going to expand upon the letter F. As a result, this episode should be brief. But just a quick recap, my faith acronym and faith meaning as an F-A-I-T-H. So the word faith, the acronym F stands for full, A, authentic, I, intentional, T, talk, and H was hope and humility. Today, we're going to talk about the letter F meaning full, whole, knowing, knowing, excuse me, who I am in him. So whole, knowing who I am in him, him is God and uh, lacking nothing. So that in a nutshell is talking about identity. So to talk more about that and what that looks like in my particular life and how I've arrived at that. um, And and please hear me when I say arrived at that. I is not perfect, y'all. I'm simply saying Arrived at that meaning as in full because I have a relationship with God that I'm confident in and that is solid. At one point in time, though, I did not. So rewind to Christmas night of 2016. I was at a very rock bottom moment where my identity was found in roles. So I, at the time, had the role of a wife because I was married at the time. My marriage though was coming to an end and um, me and my ex-husband were separated at the time and I was asking God in particular, I asked him to show me what it looked like to have a relationship with him not based on a person, church, or a particular religion. And I had that prayer and had that conversation with him because I realized while going through the ending of this marriage, this relationship and losing this role, I was not really sure who I was. And it was pretty devastating because whenever people would ask me, tell me about yourself, 
all I could come up with was I was a wife and a mother. And then I would continue to, you know, expand upon those roles, those individuals, what that looked like. When the fact of the matter is, I was Carmelita first, but I didn't see that, y'all. Like I had placed my identity in who I was in my marriage. I'd placed my identity in who I was as a mom and then who they were. But that is not at all the way that it should work. Yes, I am those things, but I'm Carmelita first. What is Carmelita like? What does Carmelita do outside of those roles? None of that existed. And so it was pretty devastating. Also, while going through that time period, I realized that um, this faith that I had had in God, it was non-existent. I am at the lowest point of my life that I can remember. And I didn't feel like I had a relationship with God that I could rely on and trust in. So as a result, I had to go on a very long, hard journey of figuring that out. And that entailed not just, you know, having a relationship with God, but also figuring out who I was and and how I got to that point. And to be completely honest, that included some counseling. I know counseling is fairly taboo, especially in my culture. But I say this to say, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you if you have to seek out counseling. Counseling is a good thing, people. Like, it works. And while God works, the fact of the matter is, he works and speaks to us in many different ways. He speaks to us through the Bible. He can speak to us through prayer. But he also speaks through people and not just people in the church. He speaks through counselors also. So hear my heart whenever I say counseling is not a bad thing. Yes, God is all powerful. But the fact of the matter is he created counselors too. So hear my heart when I say that. Counseling is not bad. Counseling does not mean you're crazy. Actually, in my opinion, it means you're self-aware. So not going to go on a tangent, but that was my wholeness journey. That is the wholeness journey that I'm still on because I'm still in counseling, people. I haven't been in counseling the entire time, but I do go in and out of counseling. It's just like a checkup. If I'm going through a season where I might feel triggered or I do feel triggered, then I'm back in counseling. Whenever my relationship ended with my ex, I went back into counseling, y'all, because I knew I wanted to make sure that I was maintaining the healthy relationship that I had with God, with myself, with my son, with the world. You know, I needed to make sure that I was good. And a breakup, especially at the level of the relationship that me and my ex had, could be very triggering and then therefore cause me to go back to old habits or, you know, to to just not be at the good place that I would like to be at. I still have a responsibility to those in my life. 
be it my son, be it my employer, whomever, I have a responsibility still to live a very healthy life, even though I am not in a relationship. So I just wanted to talk about that. And and one last part to add to that was to figure out what a relationship looked like between me and God. That was also in, in the unfolding of that is where my understanding and appreciation from the cross came into play. So having a relationship with God, when when you think about that, that is the vertical or the up and down piece within the cross. That's what that represents. If that vertical piece is not solid, the horizontal piece or the relationships that you have with others have nothing to hold themselves on to anchor themselves to nothing. And so I say all that to say, having a relationship with God, knowing who you are in him, lacking nothing to the best of your ability, because we will never arrive on this side of heaven. We will never be perfect. We're always going to be broken individuals doing our best to be the best broken individuals we can be. Um, I think about the saying that says broken crayons can still can still color. Anybody who has used a crayon knows you can break a crayon as long as you got the smallest piece of a crayon can still color. Even I mean, and when I say the smallest, the smallest little piece of a crayon, like when you are so broken. You may feel like you have no use. You may feel like, and, and society can make you feel some kind of way about that too. And I just have to just go on this tangent real quickly. So, so please just hear my heart when I say this. Please do not let the world or society make you feel like you don't have value. If there is anyone who is listening to the sound of my voice and feels like they have no value and desire to end their life, please know there is no, no truth in that. You have absolute value. Please know you have absolute value. Please reach out to a counselor, a crisis line, something. Please know. Ending your life is not the answer because while it can make the pain of that moment stop, you are going to be leaving behind so many hurt people. I promise you there is someone out there who is going to be mourning the loss of you. So please hear my heart. Broken crayons still color, still color. And as elementary and ABC as that may sound, it is the facts. You are never so broken that you don't have value. Oftentimes, I have found that it's the broken people that may have the most value because the enemy took so much time and having a specific target placed upon you. For you to have went through so much means 
there is value. You can help others through your brokenness. Learn from your pain. So then therefore you can help someone else. So anyway, once again, like I said, fullness, knowing who you are in Christ, your identity in him. So your homework, my challenge to you is having a conversation with God, asking him, what does it look like for you to have a relationship with him? Not based on a person, not not based on me, y'all, like no person, not based on a church, not based on a religion. But God, show me what it looks like for you and I to have a relationship. Because while God is invisible and while he doesn't have an audible voice, he is absolutely real. And he wants nothing more than to have a relationship with you. And just like I've said before, my mom has two daughters. While the same gender, while the same parent, the two children are different. So therefore, the relationship is different. So the relationship that he has with me is going to be completely different from the relationship that he has with you. And real quickly, just to talk about something along those same lines, when I ask you to to have this conversation with him, that brings to mind at in prior episodes when I've talked about testing. And just to get clarification to that, when I've talked about testing God, what I mean is testing the promises of God. When when he talks about, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not fearing evil. When he talks about that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, not to, not to harm you, but for good. That he has a plan for you to prosper. These are all promises in the Bible. So when I talk about testing him, what I really mean is testing the promises of God. Going to him and just telling him what his word says. And that I'm going to trust that if your word says this and, and, and you are supposedly not going to lie to me. I'm going to test this out. I'm going to trust you, giving him the ability to show you that his word is true. So when I say testing him out, when I say test God, that is what I mean. So I just want to just give context to that because that was feedback that I had received as well. Expanding upon my faith acronym was some feedback that I've received Um, I've also received some feedback on clarifying that. So I just want to be cognizant and aware that what I am giving you, the information that I'm giving you, that I do recognize and realize the responsibility that I have with this platform. And I don't want to at all steer you wrong, especially in your relationship with God, because any parent will say and can tell you, They don't play when it comes to their babies. God don't play when it comes to his kids either, y'all. So I just need you to hear my heart when I say, I get it. I get it. And I thank you for asking me to clarify and speak out on things. I promise you I get it. So once again, like I said, have that conversation with God. Ask him what that looks like. And 
I would love to hear what he says. So you can send me feedback on the Anchor app. You can actually send me a voice message, which would be amazing. I would love to hear your voices. Um, You get to hear mine. I would love to get to hear yours. So feel free to send me feedback there. You can also send me feedback on Spotify. There is a link that is attached to every episode. I've went in and I've attached something on every episode um, where you can go in and and just like how it has a link for you to listen to this episode. Um, in each episode, there's also a specific spot within there, um, within each episode that will allow you to also send me feedback. And they will send that to me in the form of an email. So please, please, please continue to reach out with your feedback. Um, If you know me personally, then by all means, you can reach out personally. But for those of you who don't have my personal contact information, please um, do it that way. So thank you once again for supporting and for listening to Purity to Purpose. I look forward to speaking with you again in the near future.